What is up, Steel Studians? Happy Monday, September 20th, 2021. Yeah, I know. Some of you might be saying it's not really a happy Monday because our Pittsburgh Steelers took one on the chin with the L to the Oakland Raiders. But I'm here to tell you to have faith, stay the course, and this team will get things right, will get things turned around. Definitely a lot to work on, definitely things for concern, but they will get through this. Again, welcome here to the study session here on The Still Study. This is episode number 102 on this Monday, September 20th, 2021. Want to thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study. Want to thank you for reading my work, listening to the podcast, sharing my work with your family and friends. It means the world to me. And remember, you can drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com or give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. But let's get into it. So the Steelers lose. Their second contest, their home opener to the Oakland Raiders, 26-17. to In a game that I wrote about in my prediction, I became more nervous about after that Monday night win that the Raiders had against the Ravens in overtime. Now, there were a lot of things in the Steelers' favor. The fact that the Raiders had to travel all the way over to the East Coast on a short week after an emotional victory, a physical game against the Ravens. Thought that played into the Steelers' hands. But in the end, the win didn't materialize. Injuries were a big part of this contest before the game even started. Devin Bush was ruled out, as was Joe Hayden. Those are two above-average players that are essential in that defense and missing both of them did have an impact on the team. And then as time progressed in the game, Tyson Alulu went out and he is now out for the season. He had a fractured ankle. TJ Watt went down with a groin. We don't know the timetable on his injury. At the very end of the game, Deontay Johnson was hurt. So the injuries were just stacking, and oh yeah, the team did not have Stephon it on the defensive line. So all those things caught up with the Steelers. But really, the defense was on the field entirely too long. And for the second consecutive week, the offense failed to sustain drives. It failed to run the football. It did hit on some big pass plays, but they were not rhythmic or part of any greater scheme or concept or plays building off one another and everything just felt awkward and clunky and 17 points was the best they could muster. The game started with a lot of pressure on Carr. Watt had a sack and things felt Positive, like there were reasons for optimism, but that was short-lived after Watt was injured. And then, again, just the time the defense was on the field, coupled with 
new parts in the secondary. That depth was tested. Kello Witherspoon was on the field. I couldn't make out who got burnt on that 61-yard pass play to Ruggs. But after seeing the replay, saw that it was Witherspoon. Minka was supposed to be there to help, but that was that was the soul crusher, game clincher. And there were a couple of big third third and longs that were converted that you just can't do. You can't give up defensively if you want to keep your team in the game. But again, how critical can we be of this defense when they were battling the injuries that they were when they were on the field as much as they were? And really, this narrative has to come back to the offense because even with all those things considered and the fact that Carr put up over 380 yards passing, two touchdowns, even with all those gaudy statistics, the Steelers were very much in this contest. But the lack of a running game really allowed the Raiders to dictate what the Steelers were able to do on offense. And I know that I was encouraged and optimistic in the offseason, the, the emphasis, the focus being put on the running game. Mr. Rooney putting it out there to the universe that the running game had to improve. The offensive line was completely retooled, the drafting of Najee Harris, but we're not seeing that prioritization of the running game. And I'm not even talking about output. I'm just talking in terms of carries and touches. If this is going to be a team who is supposed to prioritize the running game, you have to have more than 10 carries. You have to try to get Harris into a rhythm. And why in the world is Benny Snell touching the football? Now, I get it. You don't want Harris to have 100% of the snaps. But you know what? That's what he was brought in here to do. Let the guy get into a rhythm. Let him run the ball. And if that offensive line is that bad, that you're not even going to give Harris the opportunity, then I have a lot of questions and concerns about that. Harris did have two big 14-yard runs. He had the beautiful catch and run for 25 yards for his first NFL touchdown on a short pass from Ben Roethlisberger. He had that brutal stiff arm early on in the game. So he can be physical, but the team needs to commit to running the football. Take a series and run at three plays. Take two series and just run it every down. Make the commitment to the running game. And maybe when Harris gets settled in, he gets comfortable, that line gets comfortable run blocking, then maybe we'll see some things open up in the passing game, then maybe Roethlisberger can hit some passes down the field. And in turn, that's going to open the running game up more. So again, these things are symbiotic. They they feed each other. They feed off of each other. But again, that's my biggest takeaway. My biggest disappointment from the contest versus the Raiders is just the the lack of commitment 
to the run. And I don't, like I said, I don't want to see Benny Snell carrying the football. I'd rather see Kalen Balage. Can't wait for Anthony McFarland to get healthy so we can see him out there. But my other question in terms of this offense is, can this offensive line get better? Can it improve? A core for, again, for the second consecutive week, looked like he did not belong on an NFL roster. The whole offensive line struggled to get a push. The Raiders' D-line dominated the line of scrimmage. And my, my question about that is, is it because defenses know exactly how Roethlisberger is going to attack them? And what I mean by that is there is a pattern that has emerged over the last couple of years, and it's that Roethlisberger will not attack the middle of the defense. You couple that with his emphasis on the short passing game, does it make it easy for teams to defend Ben and then in turn, then in turn to defend the running game? There were zero completions over the middle of the field yesterday. Pat Freyermuth had four catches. I thought he could have been a guy to make some big plays here. He's going to need to be called upon to attack the middle of the defense, and Roethlisberger has to be willing to go there with the football. If, is it a confidence issue with Roethlisberger that he's apprehensive about throwing it over the middle? Is he afraid of turning the football over? Is that where the hesitancy comes into play? His arm strength is still there. He could still push it down the field. So I'm uncertain as to why he won't take that shot. And he's got a talented group of receivers. But as someone pointed out on Twitter, and I can't remember who the source was, it seems like the deep balls that Roethlisberger throw are outside and towards the sideline where there's a lesser chance for the ball to be picked off. So maybe maybe it is apprehension, fear, lack of confidence on Roethlisberger's part. But is that hurting the team? Is it Again, is it making it easier for defenses to slow him down and to slow that offense down? I said in my honor roll report that was published earlier this morning that the Steelers seriously need to consider going after a high-quality offensive lineman. I know they don't have a lot of draft capital. They do have the cap space, but they need somebody who can get a push. And then hopefully in turn what comes from that is it uplifts and enhances the play of the other four starting offensive linemen. But they a, a tackle, they need to get a tackle in here, man. Let's say that you can trade for a guy or sign a guy. Who knows what teams will be willing to 
give up at this point. But Chooks is not the answer. We don't know if Banner's going to be the answer. That's very risky if you're waiting to see if he's going to be the guy that you expect him to be at right tackle. And let's, who's to say he's going to stay healthy? I've been saying it for a while now that the team needs to make a move at tackle. And this might be the week that it happens. If it does, that tells you all you need to know about or core four. And not their belief in Banner, but just their uncertainty in terms of his health. But if they can't get this running game going, I mean, that could be the killer for the season. Because we knew, the organization knew, the the Roonies knew, Coach Tomlin knew at the end of last year, the reason why the team struggled is because they couldn't run the football. They were too one-dimensional. And again, the emphasis and the focus this offseason was to improve the running game. But so far, after two games, this running attack is worse than it was last season. And to me, not to be repetitive or redundant, that's what it all comes down to. The running game is critical to this team's success this year. If they can't get that going, ugh, I'm going to eat that 11 and 6 prediction I made. Very disappointed so far, but it is only game 2. As I said, by by around week 4 or week 5, we should hopefully see some improvement from this offensive line. I was expecting some improvements this past weekend, which is What has me mildly concerned, again, I'm not sounding the alarms yet, but that's where I want to see the biggest improvement this Sunday against the Bengals is that they go out there and pound the football. And the second thing I'm looking forward is Roethlisberger to attack the middle of the field. And the team offensively has to play in a rhythm. It, It... Ben is incapable of playing Sandlot football anymore. That may have won him games in the past. It's not, he can't do it anymore. He's got to play within a system. It's got to be conceptual football with plays building on other plays, building on other plays, scheming matchups against the defense and then taking advantage of them. It can't be this awkward, clunky, easy to defend offense that we've seen through two weeks and what a shame it would be if the offense can't get it going because there is talent on this defense don't be too judgmental of this defense because it's beat up but they live the fight another day and here's to them getting it going next weekend against the Bengals and studying with that Hey, a loss is a loss. They're not going to win all 17 games. This isn't going to be the last loss this year. We all know that. It stinks. But we will get through it together as brethren here in Steelers Nation on the study session. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show today. I want to thank you for reading my work, listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast. It means the world to me. Please drop me a line at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Still Study. And 
remember, even on a day like today, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you most certainly are. Peace, make it a wonderful week, and have a great rest of your day. Out.